Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut. Great to have you with me. As always, we have so much to do today. Texas Democrats flee the state over voting integrity measures. You've got uh, Biden talking about voter integrity today and a woke public defender gets caught up in the critical race theory nonsense. The Capitol Hill police are going to have army surveillance gear. Hunter Biden selling paintings for five hundred thousand dollars. So much to talk about, so much to get to. And I have to tell you that this is one of these days where it feels like we're not going to be able to do it all. So that's why I'm telling you, make sure you subscribe to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. If you have not already, the Buck Sexton Show is continuing on. It's not stopping just because I'm doing the biggest three hour radio show in the country now doesn't mean that this show does not continue on as is. And we also have obligations as Americans to follow. Uh, The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is critical in this because Tunnel to Towers helps us keep our commitment to never forget. And this year, the foundation is honoring Gold Star and fallen first responder families with young children and catastrophically injured veterans and first responders with 200 mortgage-free homes. Think about how much of a difference that makes. A mortgage-free home for Gold Star and fallen first responder families with young children and catastrophically injured veterans. Chairman and CEO of Tunnel to Towers, Frank Siller, is paying tribute to the fallen by walking from the Pentagon to Shanksville and on to Ground Zero. More than 500 miles through six states in 42 days, the month of August through 9-11. Towers of light will shine at the Pentagon and Shanksville memorials in remembrance, and the names of those we lost to 9-11-related illness are being read aloud at a ceremony on September 12th. And on Veterans Day, the names of those we lost in the war on terror will also be said out loud. Do good and help America to never forget. Donate $11 a month. That's all. $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. The worst, the worst assault on voting rights, the worst challenge to our democracy since the Civil War. That's what Saki Bomb the lunatic is saying about what's going on right now when it comes to states like Texas passing very straightforward measures. Things like, just to be clear, this is the new Jim Crow, they say. This is the great evil of our time that you have to actually cast your vote in the county in which you reside. Right. And I'm not talking about mail-in or absentee ballots. Voting in person, you have to actually cast your ballot where you live in that county. That's evil. That's Jim Crow 2.0, they tell you. This is utter madness. The Democrats are lying their faces off. And it's important that we call this out for exactly what it is. But Jen Psaki's out there and you can just tell the talking points are going through her mind. She's like, yeah, I just like have like all these things I want to say today that I've like written on this piece of paper. And it's like play one. 
Well, thank you for the question, uh, because he's very focused on this speech tomorrow, one that he himself wanted to deliver. Um, he'll lay out the moral case for why denying the right to vote is a form of suppression and a form of silencing, and how he will use, he will redouble his commitment to using every tool at his disposal to continue to fight to protect the fundamental right of Americans to vote against the onslaught of voter suppression laws based on a dangerous and discredited conspiracy theory that culminated in assault on our capital. He'll call out the greatest irony of the big lie is that no election in our history has met such a high standard, with over 80 judges, including those appointed by his predecessor, throwing out all challenges. He'll also decry efforts to strip the right to vote as authoritarian and anti-American uh, as a, uh, and stand up against the notion that politicians should be allowed to choose their voters or to subvert our system by replacing independent election authorities with partisan ones. And he will highlight the work of the administration against this, the necessity of passing the For the People Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, and how we need to work together with civil rights organizations to build as broad a turnout and voter education system to overcome the worst challenge to our democracy since the Civil War. So this is an opportunity for him to make the case to the American people about how this is a fundamental right. The worst Challenge to our democracy since the Civil War. Mandating that people provide voter ID or that they vote in the county in which they reside or that they fill out some paperwork if they drive a non-family member to the polls. That's the worst challenge to our democracy since the Civil War. A war in which, as we know, there were hundreds of thousands of deaths and casualties and uh, just a, a horrific experience in America. Yeah, that's they're comparing it to that. It's a bigger challenge than 9-11 and the jihadists who are trying to eradicate our society. Sure, sure, Saki bomb. Look, the libs are nuts. That's not new. That's not surprising. But it's time we really understand what we're dealing with. You'll notice that there are two primary narratives right now out there. One is about the insurrection. The insurrection. And the other is the GOP war on voting rights. Now, these are very important narratives. These are the storylines that the media tries to fill in day in and day out. The Democrat corporate aligned media does everything that it can to make sure that people really believe this stuff and that everything fits into these broader storylines, because then. You don't have to actually deal with conservatives. You don't have to view them as Americans with different ideas, maybe even worthy ideas. No, you demonize the right. You drive left wing base turnout. And if the Democrats lose the midterms in 2022, it's automatically because Republicans cheated. This is the narrative. This is this is the thought process. By passing legal and constitutional voting rules. That's what people are being trained to think in the Democrat Party by all this. That's the reason they are so obsessed with this stuff. And there's also the continued justification in their minds for the elimination of the filibuster for this one thing. That's what they'll say. H.R. 1, the For the People Act, must be passed federalize elections it's not even constitutional folks but they figure they could get away with it for a year or two maybe not even constitutional but they want to federalize elections determine how elections will be done in all states from the top down that's not the way our system is set up it's not the way it should go 
but they want to justify dismantling the system in the name of defending and supporting the system of our government. This is a classic Democrat tactic. And you see the complete cognitive dissonance on display from these Democrat state congressmen or state assemblymen or whatever uh, in the state of Texas. I mean, this this is just simply appalling what's going on. I mean, the, the Texas uh, legislators who have who have le- who have fled their state. You can't make this stuff up. OK, they fled the state of Texas. The, a bunch of them is like a, like, you know, a dozens of them. And they've done this so that there cannot actually be the process of of government underway. They're not even they're not allowed. They're not allowing the system to continue on. Uh, so here here's what they're what they're saying. Or the, the response that they have to all the first way. Wait, wait, I, I almost forgot something. Even they took a photo of themselves. All these uh, all these people who are fleeing these Democrats in the state legislature who were fleeing to D.C., of course, to make a big statement for themselves. Oh, here's one. Texas State Representative Senfronia Thompson talking about why uh, why they have fled the state of Texas. Play 13. I am tired of sitting as a hostage in a House of Rep- Texas House of Representatives while Republicans strip away the rights of my constituents to vote. We have fought too long and too hard in this country to get away from having to count beans in a bag, having to count bubbles in a soap bar. And we have achieved the full right to vote in this country. And when President Johnson signed the Civil Rights Bill in 1965, I thought that that would put to rest forever anyone's desires to strip away the rights for anyone to vote. Okay. She's she's saying that rights to vote are being stripped away. What is really going on in Texas? Let's actually look at this because you'll hear all this talk of how awful the Republicans are, how what they're doing is so evil. Oh, it's so racist. They're stopping minorities from voting. This is what they'll tell you. Okay, here are the actual things included in the bills, House Bill three and Senate Bill one in the state of Texas. That were filed during a special legislative session that Governor Greg Abbott called, which just started last week. Okay, first off, voter ID requirements for those who want to vote by mail. No sending vote by mail applications to those who haven't asked for them. A ban on drive through voting. Extended hours during early voting will be uh, rolled back to where they were before the pandemic. Expands protections for poll watchers so people are guaranteed poll watchers, guaranteed access to the polls. You can't say no poll watchers allowed here. And you have to fill out paperwork of taking a non-relative to vote. Those are, are the key provisions. I mean, that's that's what is being called Jim Crow 2.0, a war on America, a war on civil rights and on the civil rights movement. It's absurd. These Democrats are out of their minds, out of their minds. But they also know what they're doing. 
They're lying about this stuff. They're lying about it. It doesn't matter that what they're saying is untrue because it's useful. And useful lies for Democrats are inherently justified. They simply don't care beyond that. Useful lies for Democrats, that's all they need. And this is why you had these Democrats fleeing the city, fleeing the city of Austin in a private chartered plane, two flights, when I understand, that cost uh, the taxpayer over $100,000. They took a photo and they were all without masks in the photo. All of them without masks. Now, we'll return to this, but mask the mask battle's not over, friends. It's not over. I keep telling you, we're not out of the woods. The lunatics are still running the asylum. But they took this photo of themselves to show how brave they are. How brave they are by subverting the will of the people of the state of Texas, who voted in a clear Republican majority to do the state of Texas's work in the legislature so they flee the state. The Democrats flee the state so that they can stop the processes of government. And these are the people who want to lecture the rest of us about the sanctity of our government processes. These are the people who think they're in a position to tell us all about how Republicans comprise the greatest threat to our democracy since the Civil War. It is complete madness but i do think they're going to find out that this is backfiring i think that this tactic is too too childish too absurd people are seeing it for what it is at least enough people are seeing it for what it is that it's not effective but we'll come back into this in a moment i've gotten to know mike lindell the inventor of my pillow and his team for a few years now and my pillow products are a game changer when it comes to my sleep. They fit me for my very own my pillow and introduced me to their incredible array of products like the mattress topper, my pillow sheets, towels, slippers, and more. Sleep is essential to me, and I know it is to you too. So it's time to get yourself a my pillow. Try it and see for yourself. And listeners like you have helped build my pillow in the into the incredible company it is today. And Mike Lindell wants to give back to all of you. All right. Make sure you use the promo code buck when you go to MyPillow.com. That's what you got to do. Go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code buck. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products right now. Just click on the new radio listener specials square. You're going to see rotational offers up to 66% off on products like their pillows, mattress topper, and the Giza sheets but also new products like their slippers, weighted blankets, robes, waffle blankets, and more. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Enter promo code BUCK for these great radio specials. And you know, the cancel culture left has come after Mike recently. So not only am I telling you about amazing products that I use, they're on my bed right now. I've got the sheets, the mattress topper, the pillows. I've got MyPillow towels in my bathroom. My house is outfitted by Mike Lindell's company because it's amazing stuff. But also they've come after him to try to cancel him. All right. They've kicked out MyPillow products out of big bo a lot of the big box stores. So you want to take action as a conservative? Support Mike Lindell's great company and support all the conservative content creators that he supports by advertising on their shows like this one. 
That's right. Go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code BUCK. That's essential. Promo code BUCK for these great radio specials. So what is the state of Texas going to do about the Democrats who are absconding? Well, here's Governor Abbott. Play 14. What the House representatives can do, the speaker can do, is issue a call to have these members arrested. In addition to that, however, I can and I will continue to call special session after special session after special session all the way up until election next year. And so if these people want to be hanging out wherever they're hanging out on this taxpayer paid junket, they're going to have to be prepared to do it for well over a year. As soon as they come back in the state of Texas, they will be arrested. They will be cabined inside the Texas Capitol until they get their job done. I love it. Governor Abbott is going to arrest these members of the, of the state house of Texas and make them actually do their jobs. Isn't this remarkable? Isn't this astonishing? But remember, these are the people that care so much about our sacred democracy. Sure they do. Sure they do. Um, they're willing to burn down the village in order to save it. That's always the Democrat approach. And the fact that people are seeing this for what it is, is at least at least giving me some hope here. But remember, this is all about demonizing the right, pushing base turnout for the left and creating a a built in a built in narrative of they cheated if the Democrats lose power in the midterms. And remember, we're not allowed to say that they cheated. That's banned on social media. We're not allowed to say the Democrats changed the rules illegally in some cases. And they did in states like Pennsylvania, just because judges were too cowardly to read the plain language of the law and apply it because they didn't want to get in the way of the Democrat power grab doesn't mean that's not what happened. But they're already going to they're building right now the framework of lies in preparation for the loss of power in the midterms. Remember, 2016, they say Trump cheated Russia collusion. 2020, We say, hold on a second, something was funky in this election with Biden. We think that it wasn't on the up and up. They say, shut up, insurrectionists. We're going to kick you off of social media. You're not allowed to say that. And without missing a beat, in 2022, if they lose the House, which I think they will, and if they lose the Senate, which I hope they will, they're going to say, you cheated again. And social media won't kick them off for saying it. They'll claim there was racist voter suppression and they'll bring up all of the most evil racist stuff from America's past that Democrats were in charge of, by the way. Uh, And they won't they won't miss a beat. They don't care. The brazen hypocrisy of it all, the recklessness of it doesn't bother them one bit, not in the least. Just remember that. As we as we move forward here, um, I know I had told you that uh, we're not done with the mask situation. And I just wanted to give you an example of what I mean. This this drives me absolutely up the wall. De Blasio, who is perhaps the worst mayor in New York, maybe the worst mayor in the history of the United States. I don't know. I mean, he's pretty awful. Here he is saying that despite CDC guidance, kids who are vaccinated, everybody has to be masked up in school in a month uh, and a few weeks. Play eight. 
We've been constantly working with the CDC, um, but we also, in this case, have been very careful given everything the city's been through. So I'm absolutely confident based on this guidance and everything else we've seen that we'll be able to get all our kids back into school in September. But for now, we're sticking with the idea that you know wearing the masks is a smart thing to do in schools. We'll keep assessing as we go along, but I think for now it still it still makes sense. It still makes sense. It's not what the CDC says. And I know you could say, well, Buck, you've been a critic of the CDC. Yes, but I didn't use the CDC as the shut up and do it peasant justification for lockdowns for the first year plus of the pandemic. I always said, hold on, I I think the CDC's got a problem here. I think there's some issues. That's not what the left said. They said, be quiet. We don't want to hear it. We do. We do what the CDC says. Claim the libs. Until they don't. Until all of a sudden there are hyper anxious, cowardly MSNBC and CNN obsessed libs out there who want to make sure that Eight-year-olds are masked up sitting in school. I mean, can you imagine? It's awful. Absolutely awful what they're doing. But they're also getting getting ready to start mandating vaccination. The control-obsessed, busybody libs are showing us who they are, and they've been showing us the whole time, but now it's just obvious because they're doing all the things that we said, this is, this is what's going to be next, this is what's coming. Here's Dr. Ali Khan saying, no doubt there should be vaccination mandates. Play 12. So absolutely. So what's happening in Nebraska mirrors half of the United States. And we have states such as Arkansas, Missouri, that have cases that are two to three times higher than the national average. They've, they've got pressure on their hospitals and they've got more deaths. And the solution is straightforward. It's get vaccinated. And there's no doubt that in certain settings we should be mandating vaccination. Healthcare settings, long-term care settings, uh, prisons, other large settings with lots of people, we should be mandating vaccination. And I'd like to see that extended to other settings, obviously, and hopefully the FDA is going to help us by, by fully approving this vaccine. Slopes are in fact slippery. Don't let them play this game of, oh, it's a fallacy. Slopes, you know, slopes can go in any direction. Who knows? Slopes like a figure eight. No, they are slippery. There is momentum in politics. There are trajectories you have to take into account. You can see things coming when you understand the nature of what you're dealing with. I understand the mindset of the left. I've grown up around them. I've lived around them for my entire adult life. I know what libs think. I know how and who they are. And they will never tire of forcing you to do things that are stupid and inconvenient, and they will harass you and feel righteous while doing it. This is why it's not enough for those of you who live in Florida and Texas and places where you've enjoyed some freedom and everything else. They're now going to the federal government to try to get the federal government to mandate things. To make this a top-down order. America, we need to win the fight against the lockdowners. They were wrong. They immiserated the country unnecessarily. It did not work what they said we needed to do. It was not worth the cost. It did not give us the benefits they claimed it would. 
And by allowing it to continue by just saying, well, it's not my problem, Buck. I live in a red county. It's not my problem. I live in a state with a good governor. Well, first of all, congrats, and that's awesome, and I should probably move there. But second of all, doesn't matter when you're about to get on an airplane, does it? Doesn't matter when you're going to go into certain national chains or big box stores or use ride share services or any number of things. Go on federal property of any kind. And they're not going to relent. They're not even close to relenting. They keep looking for an excuse to put the mask mandates back in place. They like it. Don't you see? It became a religious symbol of Democrat Party devotion. You mask up because you either are a true believer or because you're bending the knee to Fauci and Biden and all the rest of it. Masks did not work. If they work, don't you think we would all be seeing the amazing data about how much they brought down viral load transmission in this scenario, that scenario? Don't you think we'd be seeing a lot of analysis of that? They do not work now. They did not work during the Spanish influenza of 1918, which, by the way, was using the same basic idea of a cloth over your nose and mouth. Didn't do a damn thing. But they're obsessed not just with the false, the false belief that they are correct. Beyond that, they're obsessed with the control that this gives them over other people. They like to be able to control people. Saki is telling you, oh, don't worry. The federal government's not going to mandate the vaccines. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're just going to get their their quizlings in the private sector to do it on their behalf. Play five. Well, I would say first from the federal government, I, if I remember the context of the question, it was about federal mandates, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, that's not a decision that we are making. That's not a uh, that is not um, our intention uh, from the federal government. There will be decisions made by private sector entities, by uh, universities, uh, by educational institutions, and even perhaps by local uh, local leaders uh, should they decide that is how to keep their community safe if they decide to make that decision we certainly support them in that step okay that's what she says today who thinks that that's really what this white house wants oh yeah they want to leave it open to you they want to leave the possibility that you know maybe just maybe you're not ever going to get vaccinated nope no they want to use the private sector to force it upon you that's the plan that's what they've been hoping for all along And when you think about the ways that the government, the federal government, can regulate, harass, elevate or suppress large corporations in particular, any company for that matter, but large companies in particular, it's, it's as effective as if they just gave them a direct order. So that's part of this as well. They are using the influence and leverage they have to get. I mean, if they really didn't want you to have to get a vaccine. If they didn't want it to be mandated, they would say, we ask companies not to do that. We want companies to also respect people's individual choice about their health. And we will take regulatory action against companies that decide they will mandate this. No, that's not what they're doing. They're saying, oh, we're not going to do it, but, you know, somebody else will. You know, the scene in Scarface where the guy who uh, betrays him, who had been sort of his boss, had been Al Pacino's boss, 
he makes him promise he's not going to he's not going to shoot him. And then he makes him and then he asks the guy to confess because he promised he won't shoot him. And then he has his uh, his right hand man shoot him. He says, well, I didn't say I would shoot you. Right. That's kind of what the Democrats are doing with vaccines with the federal government. Oh, you know, we're not going to mandate it for you, but we're going to have our thugs over here do the mandating on our behalf. That's how these Democrats work. It's so slimy and dishonest, isn't it? Very on brand for Democrats, though. Our strategy helps formerly incarcerated people successfully reenter society with housing, jobs, and training, other support that up to now has been denied them. Somebody gets, uh, gets out of jail right now after serving their time. They get a bus ticket of 25 bucks. They end up under the same bridge they left. Uh, and uh, we know this will help. This will make us all safer. And the American Rescue Plan funds programs to help get job training, apprenticeships, and work experience so they can uh, gain stability and security and a chance for a better life. There's a lot more to my strategy, but that's at the core. It's about coordinating at a federal, state, and local level. That's what ultimately we're going to talk about today. We recognize that we have to come together to fulfill the first responsibility of a democracy. That's to keep each other safe. Yeah, uh, this is a really long, convoluted, boring way of saying Biden's doing here that the Democrats were recklessly and entirely wrong on defund the police. Absurdly, insanely wrong. And so now they're trying to do this all. We're going to get it strategy and we're you know i'm gonna do the good things i'm gonna i'm gonna make things happen they're good things it's gonna be great it's gonna be really good and i'm gonna it's all absurd you know now they're saying that they want to get more money for uh for police right this is what they're saying biden encouraged um Biden encouraged communities to utilize $350 billion from the American Rescue Plan uh, to improve public safety. What is this improve public safety stuff? To fund cops. Say it, libs. Say it. To fund police. Because defund police was an idiot cry of the Marxist left. And now we've all seen it. And now it's all very clear as the uh, epidemic of Violence in several of the nation's largest cities just became too much for Democrats to pretend uh, was not a big problem anymore. Federal statistics show significant increases uh, in homicides nationwide with a 30 percent spike in 2020 over the previous year. 30 percent spike in homicides, friends. Enormous increase. And all all because the martyred George Floyd political phenomenon convinced the Democrat left that it was a great time while Trump was president in particular to riot in the streets, to attack law enforcement, to say law enforcement was racist. A disgraceful smear and one that the the Democrats, based on defund the police alone, the Democrats deserve to lose both houses of Congress to lose state houses across the country, to have governors recalled, to have left-wing mayors defeated and ridiculed. 
in a fair and reasonable society, that is what happened. I'm not sure we're in a fair and reasonable country sometimes. Not these days. But Governor Ron DeSantis gets it. Play 15. The reason you have huge spikes in crime in many parts of the country is because of not standing up for law enforcement, having weak policies where you let people out and you're not prosecuting people who are committing habitual offenses. That is clearly uh, causing disastrous consequences. And actually what they will do in some of these jurisdictions, they will say, oh, well, you know, arrests are down for whatever over a year because they're not arresting anybody. Yeah, they're gaming the system. Arrests are down. That means crime is down. That's just not true. That's just not not accurate. I was I was very pleased to see something. Uh, We are making some progress somewhere else, though. NBC News, an exodus of educators. Resignations hit schools amid furor over critical race theory. And they're saying schools see a brain drain of educators following anti-critical race theory uh, laws passed in states. Let me give you some of the details here. When Rydell Harrison started a new job as a school superintendent in Connecticut last August, he was excited. Uh, Eastern Reading and Region 9 covers two small, mostly white towns, task force and allocated money to address the racial climate in schools. Uh, that was a response to the George Floyd murdered and et cetera, et cetera. And the task force was assigned. The community sat up and listened to when young people advocated for change. Um, but uh, some local residents started to complain the diversity efforts were Harrison's agenda rather than something students and alumni requested. They labeled Harrison, the district's first black superintendent and activist pushing to indoctrinate students with critical race theory. School board meetings filled with opponents late into the night. And uh, Harrison began to doubt whether he could lead the community on its diversity efforts and announced he would resign. Good. Get out of the school system, leftists. Get out. Enough. Go somewhere else. Do something else. We don't care. You don't want you don't want to you don't want to actually respond to the parents of the children and the needs of their children as vocalized by parents at these meetings, go find another job. So it's funny because this is supposed to be, and I'm, I'm sure, I mean, I, I just, I scanned through the piece today and, and, you know, they're, they're going to, they'll throw in there. I'm sure, Oh, well, someone somewhere said something racist and it's like, Oh, well, then, uh, then, then all of a sudden everybody who has a problem with teaching critical race theory in school is a bad person. No, sorry. Uh, people that want to do diversity education in school. It's just indoctrinate. We don't need diversity educators in schools. Don't need them. Don't need them. Don't agree with the premise that people should be judged by their skin color. Don't agree with that. Don't agree with the notion that we need to have a massive apparatus of Marxist indoctrination through the school system that teaches people a, a racial categorization is the most important thing about them. We don't want that. And we're allowed to determine, we, the American people, are allowed to determine what is and is not taught in schools. So, sorry, libs. Too bad. Educators leaving their jobs. Yes, because we, what we really need is all children to be lectured all day by incessant left-wing whiners. Mm, 
Where's all? We need more equity. We need more equity. Life's unfair. We all know it. We're trying to set up fair laws and a decent society where people have a shot. We're not trying to set up a society where everyone feels like the government meets their every need because you know what? The government's never going to do it. And in trying to create a utopia, it will create a dystopia. It will make us all miserable in the process. It's just one more thing. This is a total digression. So I'll throw this in here. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum. And I just saw this guy talking about the Great Reset because now, you know, the globalist authoritarians want to use COVID as an opportunity to really push for a unified one world government. I mean, this is very central to them. Just listen to this guy, the founder of the World Economic Forum, an ultimate globalist uh, institution. Here he is. Play two. Fragmented global architecture is not fit anymore for purpose in the 21st century. It's high time for a great reset. Change is not happening. We have a choice to stay passive and see the negative trends unravel. Inequality, polarization, nationalism, racism. If we do not stop those trends, we lead to a post-corona world that definitely is less sustainable, less equal, and much more fragile. Much more fragile. (laughs) This guy is like a Bond villain made real. The Great Reset will come for you. Producer Mark, don't you get a little scared hearing about the Great Reset from this guy? Yeah, he definitely sounds like a Bond villain. Right? It's like we're all going to be loaded on on like this guy is speaking on behalf of the the aliens that have invaded Earth. And he's like, you will be loaded onto the plans and taken to a foreign galaxy. You know, it's a little scary. Maybe they'll cast him in the next James Bond movie. I think one's coming He'd out. He'd be very soon. good. Yeah. yeah. The right reset is coming for you unless you uh, subscribe to the Buck Sexton show podcast and you pass the buck and you tell people about it. Producer Mark, any fun, exciting announcements for the team before we let them go? Am I supposed to have an announcement? No, just checking to make sure. Okay, no, no announcements. Just subscribe to the podcast. I thought you there was something you didn't tell me that I had to announce for a second. You had me worried. All right, just making sure. All right, my man. Good things. Team, back tomorrow, same time and place. Shields high.